I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. Hey, Blake, would you go on a 5.5 podcast when you get to San Diego? I don't know, man. That's a lot. I don't even know what that is. And welcome back, everybody, to the 5.5 podcast post-apocalyptic version. I'm your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside Eric Laboo. And Eric, we are fresh off of what apparently isn't a rivalry, despite an absolutely electric, albeit disappointing weekend. Yeah, I mean... I think at the end of uh, last week, because I've liked to do the predictions uh, at the very end of the podcast episode, yeah. just so uh, you know, just so we can look back. And I'm pretty sure I called one of three. You uh, you did. You're actually one for one because you called nine and one or nine and two. I think. <laughs> no, I called nine and one. Yeah, that yeah. didn't pan out. That that wasn't really serious, but yeah. yes. Um, but, uh, I thought, of course, now it's not serious. Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking at it, I was looking at the series, and I'm like, you know what? It, it was kind of like the 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 pessimist creeps in, like. Yeah. I feel like as Padre fans, we sit there and we're like, well, we can't get too excited because we're going to get shit on. So that's what was crawling into my mind when I was thinking about how the Dodger series would go, uh, that it would be one of three. We ended up getting one of three. I thought we were going to crush Kershaw. Uh, they didn't. No. <laughs> they didn't hit Kershaw worth the shit. Uh, they were able to get to Gratterall. Uh, yesterday on yeah, Sunday thank God. to get the win, which was which was great. A little but, Gatorade zero. Uh, one of three. I mean, the series, the energy and the crowd, the types of games that they were playing, man, I'll take it. That was exciting as shit. Like I, I feel like for for me personally as a viewer, like those games, especially Friday night, uh, it felt to me like more excitement than we were in the wild card series against yeah, St. Louis. Absolutely. I was just gonna say like. I was more exhausted after... I didn't watch a lot of yesterday's game. My daughter's birthday. I took a day off. Because <laughs> I was wiped out yeah. after Friday and Saturday's game. Because, yeah, you're just like... You know, these all games matter, right? But, you know, the playoffs, it's like you would think after we hadn't made the playoffs in God knows how many years, that that would be more thrilling and you'd be more glued to the seat. But this, especially Friday's game, like, I didn't move. Yeah. I didn't budge. Um, so, yeah, and, and the crowd was into it and the players had, had mentioned it, you know... Uh, that like yeah man the crowd was really into it you know it felt like a playoff game Dodgers players much to Dodger fans and Dodger Twitter uh, <laughs> much to their dismay uh, they had said like yeah it felt like a playoff series you know it was like this is it was really intense like the crowd was really loud uh, for everything um, so it was an awesome atmosphere unfortunately yes you were right they came out. Uh, one and three, but man, they choked away Friday's game. They really did. They had so many opportunities in extras. The last two innings especially. You look at guys like the Padres, I feel like they love to watch the third pitch go by, or strike three. They love to watch strike three go by. In particular, Fernando that day. Myers. Myers Myers had two uh, strike backwards Ks. I'm like, God dang it, dude. And it was, it was really, uh, it was a really big letdown because there were opportunities at the end where I felt LA was on the the doorstep of knocking in a few runs and they yeah. didn't. We were able to yeah. hold them and then the Padres go out and it's like, okay, we just need one hit, put the ball in place somewhere and they couldn't fucking do it. I, I they just think, couldn't make uh, it happen. The thing with the 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 one thing that the Padres have picked up from the Dodgers that they grind out a lot of at bats, the one thing they haven't picked up quite yet, and maybe it's a process, is that I do think when you have the the mentality, when the <laughs> approach at the plate is to grind out as many pitches as you can 
you know, try to, you know, ice cold takes, you know, taking those borderline pitches and, and hoping the coin flip uh, lands in your favor. I do think you set yourself up to strike out looking, at least for right now. I would hope as time goes on, they can do what the Dodgers do, and that's what they're doing now, but not strike out all the time. It, it's going to happen, right? You're going to strike out. And to Myers' credit, he did get hosed on, a, I think it was like a 1-1 count uh, on that pitch that so was like, three inches off the plate and got called a strike, and then he took the next one looking. That one was a ball, but it's too close to take. Uh, but really, I mean, those last two innings, like, Tatis had a terrible at-bat. Yeah, Hosmer had a terrible bat the next inning, and uh, Myers had an even worse at-bat. Like, Hosmer swung at two pitches. Uh, strike one and strike three were not in the zone. He swung at them and struck himself out. Myers had a terrible at-bat, uh, swinging at all kinds of pitches, and then, you know, taking Hosmer. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They see him rolling, Eric. Yeah. They're hating yeah, man, uh, ground ball god yes. came through. Uh, <laughs> did I? It's kind of in my mind. I get Friday's game and Saturday's game mixed up, uh, but these they're really two, close. Well, here's the thing: after Saturday's game, it was doom and gloom oh, yeah. on Twitter. It was all doom and gloom. Oh, oh, I stayed off the timeline. Oh, this my isn't uh, this team. They just don't have it. You know, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear the Dodgers are a huge step above, and I'm thinking, dude, after these first two games. These two games could have gone either way. Yeah. I mean, the Padres, they ran out of pitching at the end. And if you want to talk about management of the arms and the bullpen arms and, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, when it comes down to depth, they didn't manage their depth as well as yeah. the Dodgers did that day. They ran out of they ran out of gas. But, um, you know, you're looking at the Padres had plenty of opportunities to win Friday. Yeah. Uh, you look at Saturday. Again, they had opportunities to win Saturday. And you look at uh, Saturday's game and the way that they lost. Like, Darvish pitched great. He walked in the pitcher. And then they gave up a homer in the ninth to um, uh, Tungus, yeah. to Turner. So it's like those two games, they could have gone either either fucking way. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, that's not bad. Like, no. You know what that is? That's baseball. Oh, God. <laughs> a wise man once said, that's baseball, losing games like that. Like, that they happens. just ran into a buzzsaw. It just, it just sucks that we lost those games against L.A. Yes. Uh, of, all, of all things. Because uh, the whole, oh, it's not a rivalry. Uh, but it really is. We're going to go and manipulate our pitching staff so that you get our top three. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Padres on Friday night are going to start Ryan Weathers, who did great, by the way. Yes. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him get through that last inning and I not think get that pulled. Definitely helped. It would have uh, saved us game. an arm, also, yeah. in hindsight, looking at how long the game was. But. Uh, yeah, the the fact that we threw Weathers out there on Friday and kept it close, I was I was thrilled to see that. And just the fact winning Sunday was huge because their backs were against the ropes. Yeah, against the ropes. If they lost, dude, it's <laughs> you don't want to say the season's over because it definitely wouldn't be. But uh, from a morale standpoint, you can't lose Saturday no. or Sunday was a must win, yeah. and they came out and won. So the first two games going how they went, and then winning Sunday, I'll take it, man. Like you never want it's. People might say, oh, it's a loser mentality. Like, you're happy with taking one of three against L.A. Of course you want to win all three, but given the circumstances and how the game's played out, I'm happy with one of three. I'll, I'll take it. They played really well. I, I, Saturday's game, I think, Friday's was really frustrating because they had it. But at the same time, you mentioned weather starting. And we'll talk about weathers again later on. Mr. Uh, certainly fucks Ryan Weathers. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, starting him, and number one, it's a ballsy move because... You know he's not going to give you, I mean, highly unlikely he's going to give you six or seven innings, right? Like, we knew four, we'll be lucky if we get five. So that puts him at a disadvantage anyways. Um, and I think you can question, you know, who Tingler used, you know, when he used him. You know, Austin Adams in particular. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but, but then you find out after the game that yeah. they were trying to save Pomeranz because he was yeah. having a shoulder issue. Yeah, and so, and so yeah, you're 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 like you said, your back's up against the wall. You're kind of limited in the moves, and at the end of the day, like you know, you can question Tingler, and I've seen a lot of people already questioning, and particularly the cesspool that is Padres Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like his guys, like his his players, like you, the idea is to turn over the lineup. And and have your key players in uh, opportunities, you know, in, in run scoring opportunities. One of the reasons why I think that Eric Hosmer has the numbers he has is that for his whole life he's hit three and four. Mm-hmm. So as long as he's hitting three and four, even if he fucking hits two fifty, just based on random sequencing, that one every four hit is gonna come with runners on. It's just the way that it works. If you hit him sixth or seventh, he's probably not gonna look as clutch. He's putting an op- he's putting a spot in the lineup to give him those opportunities, as is Tatis, as is Manny, as is Myers, and they kept turning that lineup over and giving the middle of the order opportunities. Now, to Hosmer's credit, he had a shitty at bat against David Price with the game on the line. Terrible. That's terrible. But but I'm not gonna dog him because for the most part this year, when his hits have been bunched together, they're coming with guys on base. Yesterday was a great example. Uh, he drove. I mean, he he had a great series. I think other yeah. than that one at bat, like he had a great series. Even that game, you know, he had come through earlier with his uh, trademark uh, groundhog fifty eight hopper. Yeah, <laughs> found its way through the shift. But uh, yesterday, you know, I, I think he had a double yesterday, and then he singled again, or uh, or maybe that was the day before. Like he's he's hit the whole series. So I love seeing people. I think Valiendo Padres is the one that does it the most. He'll put oh, E risp. He'll spell <laughs> E and then capital R I S P for Hosmer. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. It's so it's good funny. Old, uh, good so old, funny. Good old Lee. Valiendo Padres. Yeah. Out in the uh, Chicago area representing. Yeah, guys celebrated two no-hitters yeah. in the last couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, Probably yeah. exhausted, Yeah, dude. man. Yeah. Out there marching in the streets. Yes. But, uh, uh Love that. Uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. So, the game Friday. Uh, you know, I feel like we... We, as a fan base, we're scared to be like, hey, what the fuck is going on with this guy? I'm talking about Tatis. I'm not afraid to call his uh, ass out. He's been dog shit. He's been terrible, defensively, <laughs> in particular. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't like, either. Like, from a hitting and offensive standpoint, you could say, oh, well, you know, he's getting used to the two-hand swing again, the two-hand finish. He's getting used to this. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's hitting into bad luck. But for defense, like, what? There's what's the excuse? I don't know. Right? Like, you want to find an excuse for it, and there's nothing. Like, he's been terrible defensively. And he, I mean, he doesn't make that throw on Friday, and the Padres probably win that game. Yeah, he doesn't force the throw. Yeah. And uh, he dropped the double play ball. Exactly. I don't know how bad the throw was. I don't know if they gave a great angle as to, like, how bad the feed was. But you got to get a glove on that ball, man. You have to at least get a glove on And you look at how, like, flexible he is, and really, I'm like, how did you not at least stop that yeah. or keep it down right in front of you. So uh, I don't know if the shoulder is affecting him defensively, but uh, you kind of look at the play. It's where like, you know, he made the diving catch and then he turned around and tried to force the throw. And that's something that everyone has said. It's going to come with age. You're going to have those learning experiences. I mean, he's still what? 22. Uh, you're going to have those learning experiences where you make that fucked up throw. And then it's like, hey, guess what? Uh, sometimes you got to eat it. Some, yeah. some some plays just aren't going to be finished off. You know, sometimes eating it is better than forcing something, as you saw right there. Yeah. Uh, so that as was... As you and I have greatly shown, sometimes eating it is just better. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> that's debatable. But it's, uh, it, it's really frustrating. It was really frustrating Friday to know that we were in that we were in that position because of that particular play. Yeah. And uh, just knowing how bad he's been defensively to start the season, it sucks because it's, it, like I said, like there's not 
a one specific adjustment they need to make. Oh, his timing is off. He'll get there. It's yeah. just, I don't. Well, like, I mean, I would simply just tell you just him. Cross your fingers and pray. Please yeah. get better. <laughs> I would uh, cue that Lord of the Rings meme. I would simply tell him to not throw the ball away. It's that simple. <laughs> it's it really simple. is. I don't. I don't understand why that's so hard. Hire me now. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, let's. I mean, let's put it this way. Last year, pers- like I, I don't argue with Statcast numbers. I think you can make arguments to other, you know, advanced met- fielding metrics. But Statcast to me, it's like how, at this point, how are you going to argue its accuracy? Like it's about it's, it's, the Statcast. You know, outs above average. That's as good as it's going to get. It's never going to get any better than that. Maybe a little bit more accurate, but that's pretty much it, right? Last year, he was number two in the entire league in outs above average, uh, behind only only Cody Bellinger. That's it. But yeah. as from, from an infield standpoint, he's the best infielder, the best shortstop uh, defensively in the whole league, period. He's already minus four runs uh, outs below average <laughs> is what he's at now. Yeah. He's been awful. And it's not so much booting the ball, right? I expect him to boot some plays because he's so damn gifted and he has so much range. I used to tell you this about Chase Utley. He's so gifted, he has so much range as a Philly that he's knocking ball <laughs> as a Philly uh-huh. that he's knocking balls down that most guys wouldn't get to. So, so they go as errors because you think, oh, he should have made that play, but in all reality, it's not routine, right? So it's okay if he boots a couple here because he's just you know uh, you know uh, going at max range and, and barely getting a glove on it. It's the throwing that's killing me yeah. because that was the issue his rookie year. Nobody cared if he dove and knocked the ball down or. Or clanked it because he just barely got to it uh, and didn't let it go through. It was the throwing that drove us nuts, and that seems to be back. I don't know what it is. Like, I watched Kim at short, and Kim clearly does not have the range as Tatis, but his throws are accurate. Like, I don't recall Kim like when he was there while Tatis was down. You know, throwing balls in the dirt. I think Tatis made a nice play, but then he threw like a two hopper to first. Yeah, it just looks ugly for a guy who has like. Plus, plus arm strength. Like a guy who you'd think like, oh, we can put him on the mound, you know, if it never panned out as a shortstop. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what you do other than maybe you have to tell guys to tell him to like, you know, just yell, eat it while he's gloving it, right? I mean, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, and we don't know. But I mean, like, I don't know what the adjustment is other than you just kind of have to wait it out. But I do feel he's like pressing. He does not seem... Uh, I don't want to say confident because he seems confident always, but he just seems like he's not comfortable for whatever reason. Like every all the throws are rushed. Maybe he just doesn't have his. You know, Does he, he have the yips? Maybe. I mean, maybe he doesn't like take it from somebody who had the yips in the outfield. That shit sucks, and it is like a mental thing. It's a weird mental like hurdle to get over. But like he doesn't look like I look at Manny, and that dude always looks in control at third base. Like yeah. he made a play uh, the other day. It might have been yesterday where. He had to hurry the throw, even though you know he, he fields it cleanly, he checks the runner, and he's on the run, and he had to hurry the throw. But at no point would you ever think like Manny rushed that play, right? Like he just slings throws to first base, no problem. Yeah, another yeah. day of the yard, right? Yeah. He always looks in control. He always looks like he's comfortable. I feel like Tatis hasn't this year. Like last year, he looked amazing, and he this did. year maybe it's because he missed like two weeks of spring, and he didn't get a lot of innings in spring because you usually don't when you play three or four innings, get two or three at bats, and you're gone. Maybe because he missed a lot of that time, and of course he missed another 10 days right off the bat. Who knows? Maybe he's just not in a rhythm and he's trying to play catch-up. Or maybe he does have the yips. Maybe he is thinking too much about making the throw. I I think there's probably, a, in the back of his mind, a fear that if I cut loose right now, 
I'm gonna hurt myself. Yeah, my, well, but I mean, it's my shoulder sport. is gonna but be. It's, his, it's not as. Yeah, but you still have to throw, like pull down when you throw. Yeah, it could come. It could come out while you're throwing. It could. I feel like he'd be more afraid to dive to his left uh, than anything. But I maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. But whatever it is, they gotta own it in. Yeah. Because the reality is, if he makes those plays, you know, whether whether he catches that flip on the double play or he makes he eats the ball that he threw away. Uh, on the diving stop, like one way or the other, like Potters probably win those games. You know, the thing with this series is when they say it's not a rivalry, and you know the meltdown on Twitter, uh, which I will be uh, taking a hiatus from this weekend as well, <laughs> <laughs> other than uh, the group threats, um, is that you know this series was a lot closer, especially Saturday. Like these games were a lot closer than it appeared to be. Like we got walked off on a fly ball, like mm-hmm. you know by Mookie Betts on Saturday. Friday, we had every opportunity to win, and we threw the ball around, and then, of course, we didn't cash in. And you can't give teams like – it's like when teams give the Potters too many chances, right? Like, you can't keep letting the Potters turn over the lineup. Eventually, they're going to strike. They're too good. They're too deep, right? That's how other teams look at us. Like, that's how a team like the Rockies looks at us last year when we made that comeback in Colorado, right? Like, too many chances, too many opportunities. They're turning the lineup over too often. We're getting too many guys on base. They're going to come through eventually. It's the same thing when you play the Dodgers. If you give them too many opportunities, eventually they're going to cash in, and that's what ends up happening. You can't give them errors and give them free base runners and give them walks uh, and keep giving them a free base runner in extra innings and expect them not to cash in. That's true, and that's the thing that really pisses me off about the Dodgers. And we uh, we were texting back and forth uh, during the games uh, this weekend, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, the Dodgers like they don't miss an opportunity to. Fuck you. They don't, dude. Like if 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 they're if you make a mistake, they're gonna pound you. Like they're going to capitalize on the mistake, and that's what great teams do. And the Padres aren't doing that at every opportunity at this point. Uh, they have runners on. It seems like maybe it's just me, but it seems like every time the bases are loaded, I'm like, well, shit. Who's gonna ground into a double play now? Is is it gonna be Myers? <laughs> is it gonna be Hosmer? Probably Fam. Yeah, they went from slam Diego to ground into double play Diego. Yeah. You know, I feel like uh, that that should be CJ's. New, <laughs> new video. Slam Diego. More like ground into double play Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, go By Chargers. Way, go Chargers. <laughs> yeah, man. God bless CJ. It pisses me off watching him. Like it, last year, uh, we would have runners in scoring position, bases would be low. It's like, let's go, baby. Now's the time. And now it's like, all right, what's going to happen now? I don't feel that way necessarily because I think it's also again we played a real. It was a small We're seventeen games into yeah, the season. Small, well, sixty games last it's year. Something we, to yeah. remember also. Yeah, it's it's seventeen games in the year now. It's sixty games last year. So I mean, it's like, like last year, like. Was small sample size theater for a whole season because the whole game was two, uh, the whole season was two months long. But I think they're fine. Like they cashed in on opportunity. They did it towards the end, like right the last two innings in particular. But you know, in the when the Dodgers take the lead again, the tenth or the uh, I think the tenth they took the lead again, and the Padres found themselves tying the game again. Yeah, they didn't come through, but they tied the game. You know, you keep giving them opportunities. The difference is that eventually, you know, the baseball gods are going to work in a way where something's going to end up on one side and you're going to be on the wrong side of the coin flip. It's just how it works, right? It could have easily been the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers gave us plenty of chances. Mm-hmm. We gave the Dodgers plenty of chances. And to the bullpen's credit, they shut it down. You know, they found ways to get out of it. But eventually, something's going to give. Unfortunately, Padres ran out of pitching and Tim Hill gave. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like when Tim Hill pitches because I feel like he's just disaster waiting to happen. 
But that the first that was the first time he'd been scored on all year. Well, Saturday wasn't really his fault. Or uh, Friday wasn't no, really his no, fault. No, he shouldn't have been out, out there, there for the second, second inning. inning. Yeah, yeah. He, he shouldn't have been out there. We had no other He had, had no more uh, appearances and innings going into that game. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure he caught he caught up because as much as I hate watching Tim Hill pitch, that wasn't his fault. No, no, not at <laughs> that all. That wasn't his no, fault. No, not at all. It wasn't his fault. Uh, Cronenworth struck out Mookie Betts though, which was nice. This was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was nice. Well, he threw a changeup or something. Uh, Cronenworth not throwing as hard as I thought, but I don't think he was uh, ramping it up either. Uh, no. no, he was still. I mean, he hit 87. Yeah, he's at 87. What else? What else can he ask for? But uh, one of my favorite things from Friday night, and I know it's one of your favorite things too is kind of the transition because last year the team had a heartbeat the team had a soul and that was fernando tatis jr friday night you saw the transition back manny machado my king leader heartbeat soul of that fucking team and that's a guy that's already been paid that has the lazy the lazy Lazy, narrative slapped all over him the lazy latino narrative the flashy latino narrative uh that's not straight that's not trey turner uh, if you saw that on Twitter today. <laughs> so Manny's already been grouped into these guys that got paid and don't care. Uh, lazy, you know, piece of shit, dirty player. Manny has been labeled that unfairly. Like, we've defended Manny ever since yeah. ever since Padre signed He has signed exceeded we all expectations. Have. But you see Friday night. First of all, that game being tied. I mean, let's not forget. I believe it was their first run of the game. Manny got a knock. Manny stole second. Manny yeah. tagged to third on a fly ball to right. And then I don't know how the fuck he scored. Maybe on a base hit or something. Uh, that's hustle. That's getting the that's job done. That's baseball. That's Manny Machado. And then you look there. Uh, was it the ninth? What inning? One of the fucking innings where they tied it. They were down one. And we're like, oh shit. Again, here comes the doom and gloom Padre fan that comes into your mind. We're fucked. We're done. I want to say it was the ninth. Uh, Machado comes up and you see him and he does a check swing. It kind of hurts his back. He's wincing. He's like, oh shit. And then he ends up getting walked and he goes down to first base. And then it's like, well, is he going to stay in? I, to me, I'm like, I hey, he was done. he's hurt. I text you guys. I'm like, why the fuck aren't they pinch running with Mateo? Yeah. Like what? Why not? And then all of a sudden, oh, and there goes Manny for second. <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> shit. He overslides a base. It was a terrible slide, <laughs> yeah. which he's never been good at sliding because no. he had a very innocent a very unfortunate and innocent mistake with the slide on yeah. Dustin Pedroia yeah. years ago uh that had no effect whatsoever on the longevity of Pedroia's career uh he had that but that's beside the point Don't so he tell them that in Baston. he overslid the bag uh and then he comes back and then it's like okay well he's on second I mean I guess he's fine to run the bases uh base hit scores him but that's not good enough for Manny it's not so what does he do? He's taken. He's alert. He's taken a strong secondary lead. He, as soon as he sees the ball in the dirt, boom, takes off, slides into third. Now he's in. Now he's in an even better scoring position because you have ground ball merchant Eric Hosmer, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Hosmer. You you see him swing, it's on the ground, and you're like, God damn it, all that for nothing. And then you look and you're like, Where's the second baseman? Like, it, this is Eric Hosmer. Why aren't why don't you just have a wall of infielders on the dirt on the right side? But anyways, the ball gets through and in comes Manny to score. Yeah. And you just heard that place erupt. And for me, I think that our fans are, are knowledgeable enough to where, yes, it was erupting because we tied, but also it was acknowledgement for Manny putting the whole fucking city on his back and saying, you know what this is my team i'm gonna do whatever it takes to score because this is a big game and we need this dub and for manny to go out and do that dude it's just like we've said it before he's done so many things where it's just like if you push that bullshit narrative fuck you yeah fuck you we're gonna come after you yeah. like that that's it i'm sorry it's lazy you, it's lazy that you, that narrative the lazy narrative is is lazy if you push that bullshit narrative i'm sorry you're a racist because there's proven, no other reason to it's push been it. proven wrong 
so much. In the last three years. Exactly. He was doing this shit when we were well out of it in September of 2019. Yeah. He was still out there. Like, trying to get in the score, trying to score runs. On Friday, man, he was the fucking man. He was. He earned his entire contract that night. He was, man. Somebody said, like, I don't care how cringe it is. Somebody put a C on that man's jersey. Oh, yeah. And I'm all fucking for it. I would love that. I would absolutely rush to DHK right now and tell him <laughs> to put a C on my Manny home pinstripe. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and man. What, what more do you want, right? What more could you want out of the guy? He plays amazing defense. He hits for – maybe he's hitting the piss out of the ball. You showed me a stat uh, before we came on, uh, on uh, hardest hit percentage. And Manny Machado is number one in the Since league. Since 2020. Like, 60, Higher than yeah. Mike Trout, Stanton, Soto. Yeah. 60% of everything he puts in play is uh, is uh, considered barreled or hard hit. Yeah, 68. Yeah. One off. Yeah, I mean, he fucking went off on the Dodgers. Like, he yeah. owned the Dodgers that series. Yeah. All over the place, making plays, drawing walks. And I've said it before, and I feel like we still don't talk about it enough. Manny's approach at the plate is, is I mean, low-key elite. Yeah, he, there's he no d- low-key about it. Yeah. It's impressive. Well, for us, it's low-key because he didn't come here with the idea. Like, I didn't think of Manny Machado. Like, I looked at the numbers and thought, okay, you know, he walks enough. But I didn't look at look at his numbers and think, like, oh, this is a really selective hitter. You know, he's up there you know, re- being really selective on what he's swinging at. He does get fooled by a breaking ball every now and then. Um, and it happens. But, like, he's got some fucking ice-cold takes. I mean, yeah. just, just ice in his veins. Yeah. You know, taking these like close pitches to draw out these walks. He did it last year against uh, Texas when he hit that walk off. Mm-hmm. It just taking really close pitches, and I, I feel like the national media doesn't give him the credit he deserves as being like a complete hitter because he owned this. Year. I, I don't think he went yard. I think that was the only thing he didn't do. Well, no one's really going there. Padres aren't hitting for a lot of power. No, they're not. They're really not, which no. is weird. And I like to attribute it to the baseball, but then again, the other teams yeah, are the using the baseball aren't too. So, yeah, Gritty hit a home run off his front foot. Um, the, maybe the Padres just always struggle in April. Maybe that's what it maybe? is. But uh, that's at home. Uh, but that's besides the fact. But yeah, dude, Manny Machado, like Friday, watching him do that, dude, like it was just, it was incredible. And like it, it made me so happy. And I woke up the next day and I was just like, I think I even text uh, some buddies. And I was like, it's just so crazy to me being a lifelong fan of this team to be like. You texted this to me. Yeah. yeah. To just be like, oh, hey, that's Manny and that's our guy. Like, yeah, yeah that's our third baseman. Like, that's Manny Machado. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Famer. Like, slam dunk Hall of Famer. And like one of the best of this era. And we're like, yeah, that's our guy. It's Manny. Yeah, he's on you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, and that's our guy. Yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. yeah. And and to, to sit there, and we had high expectations for Manny, and all of our expectations have just been blown through the roof. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't a guy that got paid and said, fuck it, I'm paid, who cares? It feels like for for him getting that money, now he wants to justify him getting yeah. that money. He wants to show why he's worth it. He wants to win a World Series. He wants to bring a World Series here to San Diego. And to see, dude, to see that kind of, like, grit from a guy like that who's been labeled... Uh, a piece of shit was just amazing, dude. It was so great to watch. And uh, he, you know, my wife and I were sitting there watching the game Friday and we're like, shit, man, he's hurt. And then he does that, you know, he takes a trip around the bases that we just talked about. And she's like, she's like, oh, he's probably not going to play tomorrow, is he? I was like, you kidding? I was like, he's not sitting out. There's no way. There's no fucking way. And then you see the lineup Saturday. Sure as shit. There's Machado ready to roll. There he is on Sunday again. Do you know how much pain he must have been in sitting there with his back and then he stole second? Like, you have, sure, 88. You had Kurt Gibson yeah. faking his limp, hobbling up to him. <laughs> oh, this is going to look good one day on, on Sports Center. Like, you had that kind of bullshit. And that was totally fake. And he's sitting there pumping his fist. Fuck you. Manny was hurt. Manny was on the brink of being paralyzed. That's how hurt 
hurt he was. And he said, you know what? I'm going to sack up for my team right now. And he doesn't get the recognition. I'm but Kirk Gibson can fake it. <laughs> and they've been talking about him for over 30 years. Yeah, that's all he's got. And, and Manny, that, was, that was like, what, game one or two of the World Series? Yeah. yeah. And all Manny gets is, it's oh, hey, did you guys see what happened in the Potter game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Cronenworth pitch. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's bullshit. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Well, I'll tell you something about Manny. What I thought initially. Obviously, we were all excited that he was going to sign here, right? Obviously. Yeah. Part of me wondered, like, how, it, like, initially, um, before he ever stepped on the field and started playing, I was like, like, as a player in general, like, when you're that big of a name and you hit the market, and I think the Phillies talked to him. I know the, I think the Yankees may have made an offer to him. I know they certainly met him. Mm-hmm. And they put his, they put his picture up on the board with the uniform and stuff. Um, and obviously. <laughs> The White Sox got cucked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, you know, I wonder if he's, like, thinking, like, fuck, the Padres? Like, mm, you know, they haven't been good forever. You know, they're basically like, oh, I should just stay in Baltimore, right? Like, how excited was he really, like, when he came here, even though it's like, okay, I'm going to take the most guaranteed money. Yes, they have the most upside of the two teams that are the most serious. But, like, how excited was he? And then I think, I feel like maybe there was a point where he got here and he saw how starved we as a fan base are for not only wins, but like stars, like a legitimate star. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he saw Tatis and then, you know, he saw how hot the fan base can be in 2019. Obviously last year, you know, at fan fest before everything shut down. And I think it's like, I think as quickly as we fall in love with Machado, man, he's falling in love with San Diego. Yeah. That's like, Cause I obviously this was not where he thought he was going to be. Yeah. And even when he signed the contract, I do wonder like, how, what was his outlook? Do you think he's city? just like, <sighs> yeah, right. I really do. I really he's not gonna come out and say it, right? Yeah. You know, and, and you hear his press conference and he says all the right things. Yeah. But that level Always of, does. Sweet yeah. angel. But the level Innocent. of enthusiasm at that press conference as opposed to when they revealed the uniforms, as opposed to FanFest last year and as opposed to this year, it's like night and day. Yeah. So I do wonder if it was like a oh, like, you know, I'm here, okay, I'm gonna get paid, you know, I'm gonna play hard and you know, maybe in five years where now it's like no, we're going to fucking win. Yeah. Like, we're going to win a title. Like, this front office is serious. They didn't just give me money because they had it. They gave me money because, you know, we're building something. So, I, I absolutely love Manny Machado. I've loved him since we've had him. We called it a year and a half in advance or a half a season in advance. We speculated for a long time. Yes, we did. We speculated for a good six months he was going to sign here. Uh, and, and I'm happy to have him. Shout what? out to Lord Preller. Shout out Papa Pete. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And uh, stay retired, Uncle Ron. Thank you. <laughs> um, one player that we were really excited to get that uh, has seemingly fallen out of favor <laughs> rather quickly despite having 45 or so career games in the uniform. Tommy Pham, Eric. How long? Now, first and foremost, thank God he came through last night because yeah. he got robbed on Saturday. I don't know what more he you did. could do. I saw Padres Facebook saying again, he's got to be more clutch. How much more clutch could you get? He hit a line drive in the center field. He got robbed on a catch. I think uh, Mookie Betts' catch. Was fifteen percent catch probability. Ten percent catch probability. That means nine times out of ten, Tommy Pham's got himself a two-run single. Yep. Um, and you know he there have been yeah he looks terrible on some breaking balls. Yeah. But there have been times where like you know he's barreled up. He just has no luck. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting. We're good enough. We don't need him, especially with Myers. You know, coming back and rising from the dead. Uh, we don't need Pham to be the same kind of centerpiece player that we thought we were going to need him to be when we got him last year. Like, he can be, like, the number six hitter or maybe the number two hitter or three or whatever. But he doesn't have to be, like, the heart of the offense. Um, and he's hitting some bad luck. And good for him coming through yesterday. It had to feel good. Yeah. But how long... 
do you stick with him? Because I'll, I'll give you a scenario here after you answer this question. But how long do you stick with Tommy Pham before you start weighing the alternatives of the current roster? As long as it takes. Really? Literally as long as it takes. And I would, Like, and are you cutting off, like, as long as it takes, like, the whole season, the All-Star yeah, break? I'm giving him the whole season. whole season. And why wouldn't I? I said last week, I said, hey, we know who Tommy Pham is. Like, we know who he is. He's had a stretch where he's looked like shit. We know Guess where what? he hangs out. Guess what? That happens. It happens. And as a fan base, we are so fucking fickle. And that comes from me. I'm Lord Fickle. Lord Flip Flop. When it comes to when it comes to being a Padre fan. Uh but Tommy Fam, dude, if that ball drops on Saturday and then yesterday happens, you see the entire universe on Padre Twitter. Oh, always been Team Fam over here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm Team Fam. Dude, he's gonna come through. Again, it's seventeen games into the season. I know last year sucked. I know last year sucked. But we are 17 games into this season. He's going to turn it around. These hits are going to start falling. He is going to work the count as he's been working the count. And he's going to be fine. And not just that. It's not like you look at it and say, hey, this is the player he was. And this is the player I know he can be and will return to. Uh, also, by the way, contract year. Yeah. You, you don't think that motherfucker wants to get paid? Yeah. This Tommy Pham wants to get shot. paid. Tommy wants to get paid. We all know that. You know, those those singles that he's tossing, they're not coming out of thin air. <laughs> right? They're, like, like they're not. So uh, that's one thing. But um, no, I'm, I'm not worried about Tommy Pham at all. But and even if I was, what are the alternatives? Yeah. What are the alternatives that's at this point? That's what I was going to, depending on what I you were going to say. I love, and again, we go back to being fickle. Last year, I wanted the motherfucker off the team. And then afterwards, I'm like, extend this guy. I love Jerks and Profar. Everybody wanted him off the, well, not me. But everybody <laughs> wanted him off the team after like, the first three. Are weeks you going to start Profar in left every day? Is he an everyday left fielder, or is he most effective the way he's been used? I think he works the same way that the Dodgers use Chris Taylor. He works when you just kind of play. He's a plug and play guy. Okay, when you got to go play second, when you got to go play first, when you got to go play left. By the way, they don't get the no hitter if uh, Hosmer's at first. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Tell the Hosmer lovers because, and without uh, the shift. Yeah, and without the shift. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, I, I like like look. Like, like, I know people, you're right, everybody's short-sighted and they're really fickle. Not everybody, but um, the silent majority, Eric, is, uh, you know, people, yeah, it's baseball, you know, it's peaks and valleys, and people are do get short-sighted. Now, you know, I don't want Profar starting every day because he hasn't been a starter, what was he in the league for, you know, parts of seven seasons up through last year? He had never been an everyday player mm-hmm. until last year. Um, and that's not to say he couldn't be, but I do think that the way they use him now is what he's best suited for. You just plug him in when you need to give a guy a day off, or if the pitching matchup uh, makes sense. You know, and it I, never hurts to have a bat like that off the bench. No games. No, because you're right. You're going to bring up the alternatives, and that's what. Depending on what you were going to say with Fam, I would counter with. If you make Profar your starting left fielder, right? Like with the way the lineup is, like I said, he doesn't have to be anything more than an average or slightly above average hitter to work because you've got guys like ideally when he gets going, Tatis. We love Cronenworth. Grish is a stud. Grish is really Grisham would be like a Padres hero if this was any year before 2019. Rest would, in peace, Grish. Yeah, please come back peace. soon. Please come back soon. Um, take my hand. You know what? Don't take my hand. You know, no. <laughs> they're already pulled. Pull yeah. pork hamstrings. But you know, we don't need him to be a star. But the alternative is okay. Profar's your everyday left fielder now. Well, now Mateo is immediately your fourth outfielder as opposed to Profar. Now you got to find out. Are you going to bring up Onya? I don't know if Onya's hurt or not. Uh, but you know, now is Onya or O'Grady going to be your your fifth guy off the uh, out of uh, fifth outfielder? Is that going to be your first bat uh, bat, uh, bat off the bench? 
You know, as opposed to Profar, who he does work the count. He does have some pop. Um, you know, he he did come through with a clutch hit uh, the other night. So it's like that's right now. Like that's your that's your secret weapon. That's your oh, you guys want to do a pitching change? Well, we're just going to throw Profar out there. He's going to make a reliever throw he pitches. Oh, and he's going to dump a beautiful piece of hitting in the left field. Yeah. So good luck. Do you want to go from that and having being able to interchange that pretty much wherever you want to, Mateo? Uh, or you know, no offense to O'Grady. But to O'Grady, I mean, he's limited. What's he play? First base in the outfield? I mean, he could play all three outfield positions. Yeah, but sure. But so can Profar. But he can sure. also Profar can also play and he could play first and second. <laughs> and and second. in a pinch, you could probably stick him. At, I think he played third last year. Yeah, you could probably stick him at short in a pinch, right? It's you know that's, I don't feel comfortable with him in the dirt. Uh, something about his throwing motion. Yeah, just kind of makes me. But cringe. if you needed it in a pinch, right? Like yeah, for one game, for it's sure. not gonna, the Dodgers throw Max Muncy at fucking second base. Yeah, for sure, Profar can bounce around a little bit if you need him to. Right, but what you do by if you say we're just gonna go with him and left, well now you're relying more on those backup guys, right? Everybody moves up a spot. Kim, Kim, Cronenworth's the second baseman. I don't think there's any, no. there's no, there's no doubt that he's a starting second baseman. Um, and I think Kim is the next backup. But now by eliminating Profar, you have one less backup infielder slash outfielder, and everybody moves up a spot. I think you look at Tommy Pham. He was hurt last year. He had a bat hammock bone. Uh, or a broken hand, broken hand and bone. When you break your hand, what's the last thing to come back? Power. Power. Yep. So it's typically, except when you're Tatis Jr., that's <laughs> the only fucking superhuman. The John Cena of baseball players gets a terrible injury and comes back like nothing happened, right? But that's it. You break your hand, typically your power gets sapped. Well, he's coming off of that. He's fucking stabbed. He's, I mean, I don't know how he walked out of there, but he was stabbed, a terrible stab wound in the off season, right? So it's like he came into the league, he came into the season what? I think he said 80%. Yeah. You know, he's still trying to find his way. He missed some time in the spring while he was at it. Like, let's give this guy a fair sample size. I don't think 45 games is fair. Like, 25% of a full season is fair enough to judge him. I don't know if I'd go as far as giving him the whole season because if, like, May or, or if, you know, July or August come around. Well, yeah. If, if there's an opportunity at the trade deadline yeah. to bring in a big bat, you I'm know, not going to say, hey, are, no, we have Tommy I Pham. I don't know how, how Bryant is playing right now, but like if Chris Bryant has turned it around and the fucking Cubs wave Chris Bryant at us, like, hey, we'll take on Pham, you know, and, and throw in a prospect. Like the Darvish deal, right? Hey, if you'll take on this contract, we'll eat your contract uh, as long as you throw in a good prospect. Pfft, am I going to turn that down? Probably not. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to turn you know, Nobody is. You know, right. But, uh, I'm willing to give him at least until, you know, July 31st because the track record is there. Exactly. And he's still having good at-bats. I have his numbers up here on uh, via Fangraphs, one of my favorite websites. Your favorite website, Eric. I know you have it bookmarked. Yep, uh, Tommy, Yeah, Tommy Pham right now is running a 14.5 walk rate. So 14% of the time he's drawing a walk. His career uh, number is, uh, let's see, 12.3%. So he's got a better walk rate. He's striking out seventy percent of the seventeen percent of the time. If you ended his season right now, those would be the best rates he's ever posted as a uh, that'll play as a professional. You know his exit velocity is no different than it was in twenty nineteen when he was in Tampa or when he was in St Louis in twenty seventeen. He's still in that ninety ninety one range. Uh, the launch angle is higher than it usually is, so he's hitting you know a few more fly balls. His fly ball percentage. Is in the 30s, which I think is uh, near a career high for him. He's not doing anything wrong. <laughs> I love baseball savant because I like I like seeing like charts how, and graphs. Well, I like seeing how people rank against yeah. the rest. And like, if you look, and this isn't you know good for the podcast or whatever, but if you were to pull up Tommy Pham's uh, savant and just show a Padre fan that, you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I take that." Yeah, you know, like yeah, absolutely, I'll take my chances with that guy. So, uh, yeah, he's fine. 
I'm, he's fine. I'm not worried about fam. I am worried about Adrian Moore at home. Rest in peace. Who? Yeah. <laughs> haven't heard about him in a while. Can't figure out what the hell's wrong. Uh, we don't I, know. Can't I think... get a hold of the doctors. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We know it's coming. Like, like that. Well, yeah, we know Tommy John is happening. But like today, Tingler. Oh well, you know, AJ was trying to get in, uh, in touch with the doctor, but we can't get a hold of him. What? I'm like, how is that? Like they said today that they still don't have an update because they haven't heard back from the doctor. Why are they how so is like that? They play it so close to the. How best. the hell is that? I don't know what it is with this team. Like, they were super upfront about Tatis, which is weird because with Tatis, when he missed time in the spring, they were very like, oh, no, he just has this shoulder thing that happens from time to time. Yeah. Like, they were super open about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything else, it's like, Clem Ryan's at Clevenger. We signed Clevenger to a two-year, $22 million deal. Fuck, that's a steal. Oh, by the way, he's out there. <laughs> that's exactly Tommy John. Exactly. Aww. Yeah. It's like that meme with that kid who looks all happy. Yeah. Clevenger signed two years. Yay. Out, out with Tommy John. Oh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're playing it so... I mean, I, I, I would expect he's gone. And you know what? That kind of sucks because we would mentioned like it looks like he really took a step ahead. He looked good that day. Mm-hmm. I think he struck a guy out and then he's just done. But uh, the good news is, uh, you know, Weathers. We, we talked about Weathers already. But, you know, Ryan Weathers. Like, he's stepped up. He pitched great on Friday night for a debut. You know, we couldn't get him through five, which sucked. But, like... I feel like losing Morahone, like not trading like our top pitching guys. You know, they traded uh, a couple of uh, top picks from last year's draft. But, you know, what's the biggest name they moved arm-wise? It was Patino. Davies. Yeah, Patino uh, and Davies, right? Those are like the two guys like, well, that kind of sucks. But we got, like, look what we got back. And we still got to keep Weathers, uh, Gore, and Morahone. So when one guy goes down, hey, great, here comes another one. And Weathers stepped right up. And he basically did what I would have thought Morahone would have done. You know, give us four or five innings. You know, we have a deep enough bullpen um, where as long as the offense comes through, you know, we're not going to gonna really have to worry about it. Um, and it's, it's just like that next man up mentality. And that's what it was. He got an opportunity. He made the most of it. Uh, he's probably going to start uh, again this week. Tingler said he's starting. Uh, it's not going to be against the Dodgers, thank God. Or no, it is going to be against the Dodgers. Paddock is not starting against the Dodgers. That's where the thank God Thank comes God, yes. yes. Because they're keeping him there, that means that they're not going to push Paddock to uh, whatever. So what happens? You go with the six-man rotation because Lamette absolutely. is back soon. Yeah, Lamette. Again, thank God. Dennis Lynn reporting earlier today that Lamette is absolutely back. It's just a matter of is he throwing Wednesday um, or is he going to throw Thursday, uh, which I believe would be would Thursday be against the Dodgers? Thursday's the Dodgers. Yeah. So I, from, from all from everything we're hearing, it's going to be Wednesday. Yeah. From what it seems like scrolling the timeline, it seems like. And it's then gonna it'll be, be uh, I think it's Weathers, Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Good old Joe gets the Dodgers on Sunday. Sunday night baseball. Yes, sir. Joe Musgrove in L.A. Oh, he's going to step up, baby. Oh, that's that's going to be amazing. I hope that it ends up shaking out like Over that. Over under 20 gallons of cold brew from uh, Cafe <laughs> Dessau on Sunday. Yeah, that's a good point. We might have to hit that over. Yeah, might we have might to have to hit, have to hit the over. over. But uh, that, let, me, let me ask you, Eric. Uh, that's something else I wanted to bring up because uh, right now it's slated that Weathers would start uh, Thursday mm-hmm. if they do, in fact, start Lament Wednesday. Now, do you save... Lamette's debut for the Dodgers because the Dodgers have already seen Weathers. They're obviously uh, into the advanced analytics. They might have a better read on him this time. It'll be the third time they've seen him now. I don't think anything with him has changed. I mean, he had one inning yeah. in the playoffs. Well, they've, they've gotten enough of a sample size now, I think, where they can kind of figure out maybe, unless they change the attack. You know, they've got a lot of video on him now. Right? They've got a decent decent amount of video. Uh, but do you, do you just say, okay, we're going to bring in Lamette against the Brewers, who I don't know how the Brewers are doing, but... 
I love you, Luis. You're not going to hit Lamette. <laughs> no. <laughs> that might be fun to watch, uh, actually. For who? <laughs> for who? Padres Farm. Padres Farm. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. going to have a field day. Yeah. Yes, we'll be sure to stay off the timeline. But, um, yeah, do you bring Lamette back and say, okay, it's his first start, you know, and, and let him warm up against the Brewers offense? Milwaukee's 8-7. and seven. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, they're in a shitty division, too. True. So 8-7 and seven in the Central isn't... Uh, I and then brag about. If you're asking me if I want to save Lamette for LA or have him start Wednesday, well, I, what is your heart saying? What does your brain say? Because my heart says, yeah, save him for LA, but my brain says, let him go up there and kind of get his feet wet. It's his first start of the year. Let him go against Milwaukee, and then you know, Weathers I think will be fine. Well, I think my heart and my brain don't really give a shit. <laughs> Just get him out there, yeah. keep him healthy. Yeah. When he comes back, he has to be on a very strict pitch count. He'll yeah. probably be 75, 70, maybe 80, 80, maybe 80. Uh, I'm more so interested, not so much in seeing who he pitches against, but just seeing how he goes, like his sequencing. Is he going to shy away from using the slider as much as he did last year? Yeah. How's the velo? How's the location? That's what I'm really excited to see. As far as who he pitches against, I don't care because I'll take Lamette against anybody. Yes. And you know what? Honestly, I'll take Ryan Weathers against anybody. Ryan Weathers I don't does care. Back. Yes. I don't care how many times they face Weathers. I don't give a shit. You think Weathers gives a shit? Fuck no. Of course not. No, he doesn't care. Of course not. He doesn't care. He's like, hey, well, yeah, give me a Dodgers. Up in L.A. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll take him. I love yeah. those pictures of him, by the way, in the Cincinnati Red uh, getup when he was a kid. Did you see those? Uh-uh. Yeah, they, uh, I'll, I'll show you later. But uh, before his start on uh, Friday... They had pictures of him uh, when his dad was with the Reds, and he's out there with his dad yeah. uh, pitching, and he's just this little like chunky fat kid in like baseball pants and a red shirt. <laughs> Same exact like mechanics. Yeah, nothing's changed. Just got yeah. a little bit more, a uh, little less, a uh, little less cheddar in the stomach, a little more cheddar on the heater. You know what? Okay, here's what I'll say. Uh, if I have to pick one, I'll say throw Lamette Wednesday. Uh, just so you can, and I'm I'm pretty sure if you throw him Wednesday, he gets an extra. Well, I guess technically either way, he would get that off day on Monday. Uh, to stretch him out a little bit. But I'll say throw Lamette on Wednesday because the, li- the lineup for Milwaukee is going to be easier to navigate through uh, than L.A., like like you said. So give Lamette the rock on Wednesday versus Milwaukee. Give Weathers the ball on Thursday uh, against L.A. because if you – I mean, watching this last series – these teams fucking hate each other. <laughs> they hate each other. And, like, they're ready to go, and the smallest thing. Like, you could just kind of, you can look in someone's direction. Like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. They hate each other. And I and, love it. And Weathers, as they say, he's got a bit of the ass. Yes, the red ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bit of the ass, they say, from, uh, you know, Kevin Acey. Uh, yeah, throw Weathers Thursday. So I flip flop on everything. So there's there's my call. My firm in stone. Uh, Lamette Wednesday, Weathers Thursday, please. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think that's fine. I, I think strategically. And please get out. Sense. And please get out of uh, Chavez Ravine alive. Yes. Give Kevlar to these dudes because yes. up there in L. A. Fuck them, dude. Well, Never know what there. could happen. Yeah, we've been there. Never know what um, could happen. So and that leads me to my next question. So, um, of course, we've talked about Tommy Pham really losing like. People being really excited for him, and then uh, 45 games later, it seems to have lost his luster with the fan base. As has the sheriff, Eric. I don't know if I've ever seen a quicker heel turn with at least his fans. You know, basically forcing a pitcher uh, to be disliked or any player. I've never seen fans turn on a player quicker than maybe Chris Paddock. I don't know when it happened. Probably the second start of the year last year when the Dodgers lit him up yeah. after a really good opening day. Um, he looked okay. 
Against Pittsburgh, he kind of picked around uh, disaster a little bit, but he didn't look great, and they're not very good. I know people are going to say the whole Snell thing, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to say Snell did well, and you know, Snell just had an off day. Like we know what Blake Snell's going to do. Yeah. Paddock doesn't get the benefit of the doubt because he's only done it one year, and he was terrible last year. So how long of a leash? It, you mentioned the six man rotation, right? That would I would assume mean that you're going to keep Paddock in the rotation for now. How long of a leash do you give him until you just decide, you know what? We're going to move him to the pen. He can be the swing man that Weathers was, and uh, we're going to bring up Gore. Or we're going to move him to a pen in a five-man rotation and, and leave Weathers in his spot. How long of a leash does the sheriff have, Eric? Well, it depends. I mean, it, it depends on Tingler. and how he, Tingler, it seems like he has less patience for Paddock. He has zero season. patience. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of like, well, do you, you pick your poison? Like, you can have paddock out there and yes you get the six-man rotation yes you get to stretch out this pitching staff and hopefully make us last longer and hopefully have lamette at the end of the season by doing this you know uh you know what comes with that but then also the cost of that is having paddock start games and continue to start games so i think it depends on how he does uh, I think it also depends on how Ryan Weathers does because if Weathers uh, keeps getting the ball and keeps uh, doing well, then fuck it. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to go to the pen. There. Yeah, you got to go to the pen. So uh, I think that ultimately that is going to be the landing zone for uh, the sheriff is going to be in the bullpen. Or I mean, when the trade trade deadline comes around, who knows? See, I'm not trading him. I'm I'm not either personally, but because I think that's he a waste. seems like yeah. a motherfucker that could be traded. They yeah, could be traded. He could be. So it depends on what they wave at you, right? Like I'm trying to think of a left fielder. And like how much time does Judge have on his contract? I have no idea. Are you going to trade for Aaron Judge? I mean, if the Yankees. <laughs> I don't think the Yankees are going to stay five games under five hundred yeah. uh, uh, the whole year. But like, if the if the deadline comes around and you tell the Yankees like, "Hey, we'll give you like these top prospects for two years or however long Judge has," like, I don't think the Yankees would say no. I think Paddock would melt in New York. Oh God, would, that would be he would, amazing. He would wilt in New York. Um, but I mean, yeah, like I'm not willing to trade him. I think you should explore. Judge has this year and next. Oh yeah, so a year and a half. Yeah, yeah see, I would do that. But you know. It, I think I'm trying to imagine Aaron Judge in a pottery jersey. That's funny. He would be hitting the scoreboard yeah. in left field. I don't think it's gonna happen, but um You know, with Paddock, I want him to succeed because he was really good his rookie year, and I don't know what happened, but he went from being really aggressive and like using his changeup like a breaking ball, where he'd front door guys or he'd freeze guys with it, to like up, up, down, down. He's like a video game. It's fastball up. Change up down. And we saw it in Pittsburgh. When he threw the fastball down, he could freeze guys. Because I guarantee you that the approach up there is, hey, guys, if it starts low, it stays low. Don't swing. It's a changeup. And so they're sitting fastball up. And when he throws the fastball low, he freezes guys. It makes sense. But he's not consistent with it. And I don't know what the hell happened to him. So with that said, I don't also want to give up on him because I think that he could have the mentality needed to be a bullpen arm. He has that, like, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go shut him down mentality. The problem is, is that he doesn't have the results to back it up. And he does own up to his, like, mistake. Like, he owns up to when he's trash. It's not like uh, it's not like he's, you know, a family member making a bunch of excuses as to why he's so terrible and, you know, coming out of nowhere after a mediocre five-inning start against a crappy team and trying to play gotcha. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not doing that. He owns up to it. Um but I think there might be some upside in the bullpen, so I'd hate to trade him. But as far as like a leash goes, like major uh, minor league baseball, I think starts in like two or three weeks. We know that they're playing, you know, inter squad games or 
uh, that they're playing against other teams on the backfields. That's what Lamette's been doing, uh, mowing down the Dodgers minor league uh, hitters. So as soon as Gore's ready, like Paddock's basically on that leash. It's like you know we'll we'll run with you until McKenzie. We think McKenzie Gore's ready and isn't benefiting from being in the minors anymore. And at that point, if Weathers is still rolling and you haven't picked it up, well, it's between you two. It's between him and Weathers as far as who goes back to the bullpen. Paddock seems to me also like the kind of guy that sometimes you just need to get kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get punched in the face. Set him down for And, and that's what weeks. you see what he's made of. So do you send him down to El Paso? Yeah. you send him down to Double A? <laughs> do you... Put, Toss him in the bullpen. I feel like one of those things has to happen with him as a reality check. Like, hey, get your shit together. Get your shit together. We were talking before we started recording about about parenting and stuff and how yeah. it's great. You know, uh, we'd like to take the approach of like, hey, you know what? Uh, if you don't do this, we're going to take this away from yeah, you. Yeah, you lose something. And, and that right. gives you motivation to act the way that we want our children to act, to yeah. make them act, act right. Not so much me, more so you. Yes. My kid's yeah, just fucking adorable and perfect right now. Hey, hey my daughter's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe with Paddock, it's like, hey, you're not getting the job done. Guess what? We're going to take away your major league role. You're a minor leaguer now. Yeah. Hey, you're not a starter anymore. You're in the bullpen. Oh, shit. Okay, let me get my shit together. Maybe that's what has to happen with Paddock. So. Do you, I wonder if you do both. You say, look, you sit him down and look, you're, you're not helping yourself and in turn, you're not helping us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you down to El Paso. You're going to pitch three or four times a week. Coming in for an inning at a time, you're going to be a reliever. We want you to get used to coming in and just being lights fucking out for three batters, three or four batters a night. Go out there, throw it as hard as you can, throw your changeup as hard as you can, throw your fastball as hard as you can. And when you come back in two, three, six weeks, like you're going to dictate your attitude, your performance, um, how you take to the role uh, and uh, is going to dictate when you come back. So if you go down there and you shove and you embrace the role – you know, we need arms. You're going to get innings no matter what. So if you go down there and you embrace it and you show us, you know, that you're willing to help this team, it doesn't matter what role you're in or what role your brother wants you to be in. If you shove, great, you're going to come back up. You're going to earn that roster spot and you're going to earn those innings. But I, I, I think that'd be the best case at this point. Like, that's the best approach is you're right. Take it away from him. Send him down. Let him know. Like, look, we, we think this is the best option for everybody. Go down there and prove us wrong. Go down there and prove, you know, that you can go – Two or three innings, go down there, and you can be a lights-out reliever. That's what we need. That's what we need as a team. It doesn't matter what you want. This is what we need. So go down there and prove that you can be a part of that. Yeah, and it's we'll a bring Toy Story. Up. Yeah. I don't want to play with you anymore, Woody. You're broken. <laughs> That's Paddock. That's going to be the sheriff, 100%. So. Who, sews, uh, who sews his arm back on? It's not Rothschild, no. I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> no. Motherfucker. Okay, uh, let's get into this Padre Twitter segment. Yeah, it's almost game time. Uh, so... Here's something I want to say before we start it. Uh, Padres Twitter segment has became has become one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast. Yes. But in the spirit of keeping things fresh and uh, keeping things funny, I'm kind of thinking maybe we go on and off with the Padres Twitter segment. Yeah, maybe not every, every week. week. Yeah. Uh, because also another reason I say that is there was a very small turnout this week. I think we only have like really? three. Really? Which was shocking to me. I thought we were going to have a lot of uh, yeah. Dodger reaction. but uh, I think people were just frustrated after Not this so much. Yeah. Not so much. So anyways, let's get into what we do have. What's up, boys? Baseball Nick 25 again. Um, real fun series against the Dodgers. You know, I think we played pretty sloppy um, in games one and two. Definitely could have been a, a sweep on either end, but it would have been nice to take two out of three or, or take a sweep. Um I think that if Tatis, 
you know, tones it down a notch and a half or so, he can get, you know, a little bit more consistent and start having some more success. Uh, what do you guys think about that? You know, I think he's playing a lot of hero ball, trying to go deep every time. Um, it's, he's going to shorten up, and I think they're going to take it to him in this four-game set. Hopefully we got Lamette. Hopefully we got Nola. Um, should be fun. Love that. Yeah, that's, that's a, a really good idea. What do you think back about that? Back-to-back great calls yeah. uh, from Baseball Nick 25 Thank you very much. Yeah, what do you what do you take to that? What do you think? Do they Because remember, their big thing is we don't want to change who he is. But do you tell him, like... You don't have to change yeah, who he is, you, though. Do you tell him to, like, hey, tone it down on the throws, you know, try to take... You know, we don't need you to go... You have natural pop. You're going to hit a home run no matter what you do. Just, you know... Put barrel on the ball, you know. Be well, what stuck out to me that he said was he's playing a lot of hero ball. Yes, that was he's a great point. he's up there trying to hit a six run homer yeah. with no one on. So I, I totally get where he's coming from, and uh, yeah, I mean, but how do you do that? How do you do that without changing who he is as a I player? I know what to it's do. Tough. We gotta call Dad. Gotta call Fernando yeah, Tatis Senior because remember last year. When he had the MVP in the palm of his hand, yeah. and he lost it because he slumped. There was that video that came out where his dad's talking to him about hitting and basically telling him, everything up here with your hands is fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's up here. It's all in the legs. And you got to figure out, do you want a leg kick? Do you want a toe tap? you got to figure it out and just be nice and consistent. Yeah. Maybe we just got to get Pops on. Tell Pops, like, hey, here's what's going on. Get Pops on the phone. Have Pops straighten him back out and... Uh, I'll be one fly we pops in. Yeah, fly, fly pops in. in. We know Damn it's it. his best friend. Yeah, we know it's his best friend. So yeah, I, I, but I I think he's right. Yeah, Tatis looks like he's been pressing ever since the season started, and maybe it's I got to be a star. I'm on the cover. You know, I want to I want to diversify the league and be the face of the league. I could see that getting to him and, and having him press. So yeah, I think yeah, I think if you tone it down a notch or two. Uh, everything will be fine. And I think he'll get out of it eventually. I, I like the term hero ball. Yeah, it's a like great it. term. Yeah. It's a perfect, perfectly yeah. described. Great call. Great call. Absolutely. Fly dad in, please. Please. Eric, Danny, this is uh, Ryan Cohen. And, uh, you know, you guys were talking about this uh, series against the L.A. team. I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch a pitch. Uh, frankly, it's embarrassing, embarrassing that anyone would <laughs> watch. Um, it's embarrassing that anyone would clap or jump, or cheer, or even to watch is just ridiculous. It's April. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching baseball, it's stupid. This is a life or death matter. This isn't some form of entertainment. And watching games in April, just foolish. Uh, idiots. Only idiots. Don't have fun. If you have fun, you're a loser. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, as a member of the human race, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed watching Padre fans pump their fists after a fly ball is caught to end the first inning. <laughs> It's humiliating. Ryan, blink twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can't believe I can't believe Padre fans would show up and be exciting or be excited about their team. Yeah, who'd have thought that the Padres have like what the second or third? Like they have a top five payroll. They just brought in two all stars and yeah. Cy Young caliber. I can't believe Darvish never won a Cy Young. Uh, but uh, they brought in two Cy Young caliber, one former Cy Young All Star pitcher, and the you know the the hometown boy Joe Musgrove, and we have the call. The unmitigated gall to be excited? Losers. How dare we? Next thing you know, we're going to be jumping up after every ball hit in the air, no matter how far or short it's hit. Yeah, and you know what? I'm about to do something right now that I rarely ever do. I can't remember the last time that I've done this. You going to admit you're wrong? No. I'm going to give Carlos R. props for being funny on Twitter. (laughs) I'm going to give Carlos props for being funny on Twitter. 
Did you see when he tweeted, San Diego, downtown San Diego right now after the win? Oh, yes. After the, yes! the day game win. What LMAO times are we on? Are we on times five yet? So we're sitting there. It's The Padres win the, the, the last game of the series. A day game. A day game. It is light outside. And he immediately tweets out, oh, this is after the Padres win. And it's dark as hell. And there's a parade. <laughs> and you have dumbass after dumbass after dumbass falling for it. L.A. fans, dude. it It's hysterical to see it. And he's just retweeting. L.A. Ti- or LMAO, LMAO times, times three. Dude, that, that was hysterical. Now that was a dynamite drop-in. Yes. Very dynamite, dude. I thought that was funny as shit. And just to see how fucking stupid they are. <laughs> like, they continue to be stupid. And it's like, if you're dude. a Dodger fan, like, you can see the quote tweets and you can see... Like, you can see that it's a bit... You like, get you, an alert that you get quote-tweeted. You don't have to be intelligent to know that it's a day game, and he says, right now, and it's pitch black, it's nighttime, and there's a there's a parade. Oh, really? They're celebrating? Like, how fucking stupid are you? You know, Eric, I've ran into uh, people on Twitter that don't know how the retweet button works, so yeah. maybe that's what it is. But yes, absolute amazing. By the way, like, listen, we lost. Yeah, you have all the right to troll us. Get some better fucking material, oh, guys. Yeah, Go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks. Yeah. They are terrible in that game thread. Yeah, dude. Terrible in the really, final score thread. Really, really bad. bad. Yeah. The one guy says, uh, can't beat, but he's put the apostrophe in the C. <laughs> <laughs> so it's can't beat. Can't beat. Yeah, dude. It's just humiliating. <laughs> I picture Tommy Lasorda on a spit roast down in hell, <laughs> furious, Can't, looking he, up and reading these tweets. He'd roll over in his grave, but he's too fat. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Hey, this is Trevor Bauer. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am still Manny's fucking bitch. Also, my balls are incredibly sticky. <laughs> Trevor, tell Rachel I said hello. Did you see Trevor Bauer? He he basically came out and said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, Manny's got me a few times, but we were never in the same division. It wasn't that competitive. Now I'm going to pull out all the stops and I'll flip that script real quick." And then Manny gets three knocks. <laughs> <laughs> How does he say that? And then like when Manny signed, he actively said, "No, it's on video saying." Thank God you're out because you, you know, he, well, he said it's like, man, he's my daddy. Well, he tried to come out and say, oh, it's different now. Yeah. You know, now it means more. Now it actually counts, which is like a Dodger. That's yeah, like a Dodger. Like, Fuck off, Cleveland. Didn't that's count. a Dodger theme. For you. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, now it really counts. You yeah. Know, those, uh, that was spring training uh, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 6.9. Like, that's a Dodger theme. So now he's like, oh, now it really counts. So now I'm really going to start trying. And Manny just gets three knocks on Sunday. Eat Incredible. Shit, Bauer. Incredible. Eat shit. He had a, uh, he had a ring on his finger. I wonder, I was like, who's the lucky lady? I wonder. Bauer? Yeah. I noticed he had like a, a ring on his ring finger. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I wonder who the lucky lady is. Yeah. Pine tar or sunscreen? Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, the game is... I can't believe we're out of Padre Twitter segment already. Yeah, we are. That's it. Well... That's it. So if, if you guys are listening, you love the Padre Twitter segment, and you're like, oh, why are they doing away with it? Uh, you. It's your fault. You. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Because you didn't call. You didn't uh, post uh, comments on there. Like it's it's been uh, it's been a day and a half and yeah. no one has donated yeah. or uh, bought any shirts. I like, swear- am I doing something wrong? <laughs> I, s- 
I did swiped, I say something wrong? I swiped right and asked you pancakes <laughs> or waffles, and you didn't respond. Uh, it's an easy ice-breaking conversation and yeah. nothing. So, 7-10. Game's about to start right now on Monday. Uh, what are your predictions for the Brewers series? Yeah, you know what? Fuck the Brewers series. What, the what are your predictions shit two out of three. for this upcoming weekend? Split series, baby. Split series Absolutely split series. Four-game series. So. I think the Padres, as a team, realize, and I think Manny particularly is going to step up. Uh, maybe Hosmer, too. I think they realize, like, we pissed two games away. Like, what are you paying Darvish for if not to pitch the way he did on, on uh, Saturday? What did he go? Six innings, one seven. run on one seven innings, one run. I think he gave it one hit. He walked one. He struck out nine. Yeah. What more do you want out of the guy? Yeah. Right? Like, that's a fucking gem. That's exactly why you picked him up. So, yeah. I think they're going to come in hot uh, that Dodger series. Again, the Dodgers are still really good. So, I'm not going to say they're going to take three out of four sweep. But I think they're going to split the series. Uh, I say they go in there with an insane amount of intensity. They go in there thinking, hey, we really fucked us up last week. And we need to fix this. I think they take three or four. Whoa! I think they take. Whoa. I think they are on a fucking mission. I think Tatis is finally going to figure it out this week with the two-hand approach against Milwaukee. I think he's going to get going. Uh, I would fam? like to have Grisham back. Yeah. Fam, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. They're going to start falling. Hit the ball hard. I think they're going to take three or four against LA. Yeah. So uh, next Monday, we'll check in. Hopefully I'm right. Please, dear God, please be right. <laughs> uh, we'll check in with you guys next week. We're out of here.